It's the Groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. It's the Sunday edition. And on the line, of course, we have Pastor JJ. Hey, Pastor JJ. Hello, everybody. Hi, Tiff. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Before we went on air, she was bragging about the... She wasn't really bragging, but, you know... (laughs) It's winter time, and she's talking about it was 80-something degrees the other day. You know, that's not stuff I want to hear. But (laughs) I'm happy that she's in a a great, warm space somewhere I need to be. Right. We've tried getting here for the longest. So, you know, one of these days, you'll make up your mind and come join me and Sonia. Yeah, exactly. Because we got to be the Golden Girls. That's the plan. So, (laughs) you know, so today's show is going to be kind of off the cuff because the topic is what is the role of the woman especially in a marriage but the role of women and some things came across my screen earlier today so I said I was going to throw it in there so we'll start out with Janice or Pastor JJ you tell me what you think the role of women is in our society today? In our society? And as, um, as, a, as a wife, as a, you know, as a mother, well, anything. They, I think they differ greatly. And I think society kind of um, lumps them all together. You know, women are supposed to stay in their place. But God created us all equal. Men are, are physically, typically physically stronger than us. But he created us all equal. You know, before he created, he created human and then he made the female as a partner to the male, but in marriage. Outside of a marriage, I think we're pretty much equal. So, you know, that whole subservient thing that um, some men try to put women into just because they're female, that's not, that wasn't God's plan. So we're pretty much equal of course we do have different roles and responsibilities built i mean based on our biology men cannot have babies women cannot have babies without men in the traditional sense so you know that part is different those are the roles again created by god but i think that we are or supposed to be considered equal in is as just in society now the roles do differentiate he god does give specific roles to women in a marriage, and I won't say a specific role, but a specific place in a marriage. But outside of marriage, I think we are, a woman is just as capable uh, as a man in most instances. Okay, so let's go back to the marriage. So what is her order? Because I read in the Bible somewhere, you guys know, and if you don't know, I am not Bible literate. I, I read it, but I don't know any scriptures by heart. But somewhere in the Bible, it speaks about the order. So it's God first, then the man, then the wife, and then the kids, everybody else. And then the woman is to put her husband first because in pleasing her husband, she's pleasing the Lord. And I'm just paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. So what is the role of the woman in a marriage? Okay. Now, in the marriage, it does say it's God first. God is the head of the church then the man is the head of the woman as God is the head of the church and so what that means and from my as I as I understand it is that as a wife we are to be led by our husbands as Christ leads us first of thing first and foremost 
God does not force anything on us. He has his standards. He has his mandates. He has his uh, commandments and things like that. But we all still have free will. And it's what we call grace. You know what I mean? He gives us grace and he gives us mercy. Grace meaning, you know, he gives us more than we actually earn. And mercy meaning he doesn't give us the punishment that we sometimes deserve. And, and in the marriage as a husband, is when it says we are to follow the man as he follows Christ, then he has to also be graceful and merciful with us. We're not. Number one. Number two, um, the man, when you think about it, it says that, that the man is the head of the wife. And so the wife kind of uh, acts in, in the, as, a, as a neck. The head can't turn without that neck. Right. So you do need us as much as we need you. You know what I mean? Um, specific roles, I think, are dependent upon the household and what well, you Well, find. hold on one second. We'll pick back up in a second. It's the groove of Tiffany Realm, Pastor JJ. We're back with the groove and past what Tiffany Real. I was about to forget my own self. <laughs> what <laughs> Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. So you were talking about the roles of women as wives and marriages. So continue with what you were saying, please. Well, again, like I was stating that the husband is the head. The wife is in turn like the neck. The neck, the head can't turn without that neck. He's just sitting on some shoulders, no movement, whatever. So you, your, your wife is a very, very, very integral part of your marriage. And when we talk about submission, I think society has given that term. It has taken that term completely out of context. Submission does not mean bow down, kiss your husband's feet, wait on him hand and foot, and he makes all the decisions. That is not what it means to be submissive. To be submissive is to just to recognize the authority of the man in the marriage as the final decision maker. And that's the way I like to just put it. You all have, you know, she has just as much say so as, you know, in areas and you all decide together. And in my opinion, before you get married, what your specific roles will be. There are some very successful marriages that I know of where the husband is the stay at home parent and the wife is making the money because she has a certain ability and a skill set that makes more money than he can. I see nothing wrong with that, but he has to be okay with that. You know, she can't roughshod him into that and he can't um, browbeat her into not doing that. They have to come into agreement and, and it's when there is a, an impasse, then we need to trust our husbands enough, just like we trust God. We trust our husbands enough to make the decision that is best for the entire family. It can't be out of self selfishness. It can't be out of ego. It's all about doing what's best for the family, just like God makes decisions for us that are best for us overall. God doesn't have an ego. He may be jealous about certain things because he knows that he has given to us and provided for us in every way that we need. And so, yes, he does want that honor. He does want that respect. And he wants that reverence. But the only person who is to worship is God. Right. In our marriages, then we are to be respectful of our husband's final decisions. But again, before you get married, 
we need to have these conversations as to what's going to be comfortable for the whole entire family within that marriage. Don't marry a man who expects you to stay at home and you know be a stay-at-home mom cooking and cleaning if that's not what you want to do. Right. Then that's not your husband. He can't just tell you to do that, marry him and do that because I'm your wife. That's the discussion that you have before you get married. We need to make decisions before we get married, know what the, the betterment of the family is going to be. And she does have a say-so in that or should have a say-so in that. And like I said, and we know that life changes quickly sometimes and a a spur of the moment decision has to be made. Then we need to trust our husbands to make a decision when we when we are at an impasse that's going that he believes from the bottom of his heart after speaking with God that it's the best decision for the entire family and not just what makes him happy. It's not submission. That's 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 control. Right. So, you know. I don't mind a man working. I don't. Me personally, when, especially when I had smaller children, I never mm-hmm. wanted to be with a guy who did not work because, you know, sometimes they're they don't fit. Not all. So let me just put out this disclaimer because all men are not bad men, but. For me, it's like, how can you feel like a man and you sitting at home with the kids all day? Especially, and I'm not talking about the guys that are changing diapers and stuff. I'm talking about the ones that sitting on their butt playing video games and letting the kids raise themselves. Because when you don't feel like a man, you start acting like a child. And then the next thing you know, you molesting the kids and all kinds of stuff. So for me, I never felt comfortable being with someone who didn't want to who didn't want to work because the men that I know, the men that I grew up around, they always work. They outside of the home because, and I'm not saying men can't do it because there are Mm -hmm. men that raise their children and they do a great job, but being there is just not enough. If you're not doing all the things that, you know, mothers typically, typically do helping with homework and, going to the games and all that other stuff and putting something actually into the child's brain then I'd rather him be at work and I'll figure it out and I agree with you and that's even for a mother you know what I'm saying the mom shouldn't just be sitting at home and being a babysitter you know what I'm saying and we all got to pour into right right and we'll continue this discussion in a minute it's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ It's the groove of Pastor JJ and Tiffany Rail. Tiffany Rail and Pastor JJ, we both on the same show. It really don't matter. So, <laughs> what were you going to say, Pastor JJ? Again, I hear what you're saying. You're, you won't, you're the type of woman who's not going to necessarily be very comfortable with having a man at home, having a man who's not bringing in a paycheck. That's fine. But, like, again, again, I say, these are the kind of things that need to be discussed prior to marriage. Right. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. That is the typical role. That is the more than typical. I think it's probably 90% of households. If there is a stay-at-home parent, 90% of the time, it is the woman. That makes, you know, that's just how it is. But, again, like I said, it has to be discussed. And then there could be that time that comes up where this woman is offered something. I can't think of anything. You know, maybe she's just this extraordinarily beautiful woman. And somebody literally sees her and says, hey, you know, we want to pay you for your beautiful face and we're making this much money 
and they, they get to discuss it and he might say, well, yeah, it makes more sense for you to go to work because now you're making more money. Or he may say, I'm not going to be comfortable with that. And at that point in time, again, then they make a decision that do they bring somebody else in to have to take care of the children? Or is he steadfast on, I want to be, I want you to be you that takes care of the children. At that point, and this is what I find in a lot of situations, you have a set routine, something comes in and it changes, and now the woman doesn't, she wants to change this, the whole situation and, and be darned what her husband says. This is what I think is best for, and the, set, the, the, the key word is there is what's best for me. Even with women, we have to t- also always consider first and foremost what's best for our families. And when your husband says that changing the program is not going to work, you're going to have to trust, just like you would trust God, that he's making the best decision for a family. Okay, That's Pastor what it JJ. means to be submissive. Okay, okay, so <laughs> <sighs> you're married to a guy, right? And you guys have small children. And you want to do something for the benefit of the family and he wants to do something for the benefit of the family but his way is the absolute wrong way do you go do you discuss it with him of course but do you override his decision or do you just go with the flow and let the chips fall where they may when you say the absolute wrong way what does that mean Okay, so say, um, okay, so say you had a job, right? Mm-hmm. You, you were working, and you had an opportunity to work overtime in order to pay some bill that you guys had, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Nah, you're not gonna work no overtime. You gonna you gotta be home with the kids and blah 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 blah. I'm gonna go out here and hustle and make this money right quick. Hustle." You don't mean anything illegal, right? Yeah, illegal. Whatever, by okay. any means necessary. You know, because okay. he used to be in the streets back in the day, and he knows how to get that quick money, whatever, whatever. But he's the husband, and he talked to you about it. Do you override him and go work that overtime, or you let him just do what he needs to do? That's a very difficult decision, because number one, there's a lot of rules in the Bible that we just ignore. One of the rules of the Bible is follow the laws of the land. Okay, so no, you can't be okay with your husband out here doing something illegal. God's not going to be okay with that. You know what I mean? God's going, I think, in that instance, let you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep him from making a decision that is just going to be catastrophic for your family. In that instance, he's not listening to God. And no, when he's making decisions outside of a godly realm, no, you do not have to follow that decision. Again, we follow him as he is led by God. So God is not going to say it's okay to go out here and do something illegal. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. No. <clears throat> no. No, 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 no. Then we, we you know, we got to pray. We, we keep praying for our husband. We're asking him not to do. But then you really have to make a decision that, you know, you're not now in this instance, honey, you're not following God. And I can only follow you as you follow Christ, as you follow God. And on that note, we'll be right back. It's The Groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ.
We're back. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. So Pastor JJ, it's 2022 and we see, you know, these kids doing all types of stuff. Now, when we were young, we did all types of stuff. And parents always think that what their kids do is the worst thing. Now, understanding that our parents felt the same way about us, the clothes we wore, the music we listened to and everything. But I feel that when I was growing up, you had balance. So even if there wasn't, you didn't have a good household, like loving parents or something, there was somebody around, an auntie, a grandmother, somebody that you would get that loving nourishment from. And now it seems like the kids today, they're desensitized to everything. What role does the woman play in that today? The woman or a, uh, a mother. wife? We just talk about a mother? Mother, just a mother. wife, mm-hmm. mother. Okay. Um, I don't, when you say desensit, when the kids are desensitized to everything and you say, what role does she play? Well, a lot of times, I think what you're trying to, what I'm, what I'm believing is we blame mom for everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever is wrong with that kid back in the day, you know, whatever they were going through as a kid, when they get, become an adult and they're out here wilding out, whatever that looks like, you know, she, he wasn't raised right. That's the first thing somebody's going to say is he wasn't raised right. It is our job as mothers and as parents, be it single or married, to do the very best that we can by our children. And then we have to pray over them. Um, You say the kids are desensitized. I do see a whole lot of disrespect going on, you know, where kids are talking back to their mothers, telling their mothers what they are and are not going to do when the mother is when the mother is the very best that she can to keep the child safe and healthy and well, whatever, in, 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 in every um, sense of the word. We got to get back to the old school. And I'm not necessarily saying beat a child. I don't know if that's the best way to discipline. But before I allow my child to fall into something that is dangerous for them as a woman, then I will do whatever I have to do. And if it includes, you know, giving them them pause then hey that's what it has to be <laughs> right i i refuse a mother and i've raised i raised two three boys you know i have my own two and my nephew son i refuse to just let you disrespect me disrespect elders period and then just to watch you walk into failure we have to have some level of control as a mother uh, and if you are a single mother there has to be we, we, I want to believe that, like you said, there's somebody in your life that can give you some guidance and some help and that you can get some strength from on top of prayer. Prayer works when we put action behind it, you know. Um, go to a woman or a, a man. There's, you know, find some community leaders. Find some after-school program. Find something. Be vigilant in what you find. I read a book recently that I can't really go into right now but a young is you know a young man wanted to play football his mother charged him with keeping up with his brother he felt like he had made the right decision by putting his brother in the care of a police officer after school you know and the police officer was molesting his brother Mm-mm. so you have to be vigilant in whoever you act you got to stay on that you you can't just release your child to somebody and thinking that you've made a great decision without che- without checks and balances. 
Right. You got to check everything. You check that teacher, check your babysitter, you check your their sibling. There has to be checks and balances and conversations that have to have. Never trust anybody explicitly, with the exception of the other parent. You try to do that to the best of your ability with your child. You've always got to be following up. So as a mother, we are important as a woman. Like I said, we have a lot of single parents today, especially in our culture, unfortunately. But we do the best. We have to do the best that we can to be rearing our child um, in a safe environment. And if that means getting some help, like like you say, it takes a village to get things done. Mm -hmm. And we know that that saying comes from starting the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Get yourself some help. Put your pride aside and do what's best for your child. That's right. It's the groove of Tiffany Real. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. So I might rub some people the wrong way, but I don't care. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) I personally believe that women should be in the home. I think, you know, I think the first teachers of children are the parents, but especially the mother. A mother teaches a child how to love because they received that love from their their mothers. You know, when I had kids, yeesh, I was nursing my kids in a time where it wasn't popular to breastfeed mm-hmm. because I wanted to give them the most nourishment. And when upon doing research, I found out breastfeeding, you know, your kids end up smart and they you lose weight quicker and all these other things. I did it to lose weight, to be honest. But, you know, if it helped their brain to <laughs> whatever works. But um, you teach them how to to love. And I think that's the most important thing because in my situation, like between me and my mother-in-law, she was like, I don't care what you do. Those babies are going to church. So it was it was the women that gave them the foundation in the beginning. And men, they're loving too. But some men aren't you know emotional they don't you know especially if they have a boy the boy's got to be rough and tough and all that other stuff and they do the sports and stuff but when it comes to feelings being hurt and stuff like that it's the mother that usually does the nurturing and with so much suicide lately in the black community what is the woman's role that's why I wanted to talk about our role as mothers as wives even with the men, because women today, we're so, we're equal. So now we can sleep around. We, we're doing all the things that men do. And in my opinion, I think that we're suffering as a people for it. We are. We are suffering as a people because of an logical, ill-displaced, if that's a word, if that's not, a mindset. Um... You'd say that if you talk about women being the first nurturers and the and, and the ones that are caring and giving. And that is typically correct. Um, but I think the problem has come is the way, like, a, you've twisted everything. That's not necessarily 
how it was it was meant to be. Meaning, okay, yes, we are the nurturers. We are um, typically softer than the men. But it's because we place these, again, illogical standards on our people as a whole. My, my saying, one of my favorite sayings right now that I created is, heal the black man, we heal the land. That whole attitude about a man having to be tough and a having to be strong and not having to cry. Little boys can't fall down. They can't hurt themselves. That's not a godly attitude. God gave us all tears, and they're all to be shared and shed equally. It comes from <clears throat> just in listening to a lot of things. It, it's, it's a slavery mindset. The slaves, when we were in, when we were in, were in captive, and we had to sit back, and we had no, or the men specifically had no choice about how things were handled in their family. It hardened them. It did. It, it was nothing I could do. I, crying wasn't going to fix anything. So it hardened them, and we've passed those genes and those traits on for generations and generations and generations. And now we've got this, this, this society of specifically black men who are so hardened and so, like you say, unemotional. And because this is what they've been taught, this is what strength looks like. And that's not strength. For me, the, the strongest thing a man can do is cry and, and be vulnerable. That's not only strength for me, that I find that very, very sexy. But we have been, we have been um, mis misprogrammed, and we've got to get back to where what who the, the who God created us to be. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. It's the groove of Tiffany Ray and Pastor JJ. So before you continue, I just want to say, when I was growing up, we complained a lot about men being hard, guys being hard. They didn't cry. They weren't emotional. They didn't care about our feelings and stuff like that. Now it seems like, in my opinion, mm -hmm. some brothers cry too doggone much. And... <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you need a box of pus with lotion? Like, why are you crying all the time, you know? And, you know, they say you get what you ask for. I don't remember asking for a more sensitive type of guy, but I don't know if it's the soy, but some men are overly sensitive and overly emotional. I dated this guy for two and a half years, and in the beginning... He thought I was going to break up with him. So he said he was going to commit suicide. And I was worried and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. And whenever we got into it, he would say he was going to kill himself. Cry He's crying and stuff. So when he did it a third time, I said, call me when you die. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing you go here every time you think I'm mad at you. You know, so... He's still alive today, thankfully. Thank but, God. Thank God. But it's like, I remember when ladies, would, girls would do that. You know, their boyfriend would break up with them and they didn't think they were going to be able to survive without him. And they would say stuff like that. And to see men doing it, it's like, Tiffany, Tiffany, <sighs> it's, it's something. It's something. So. But the truth of the matter is, mm -hmm. the highest suicide rate, it's like three to one men. 
Mm-hmm. Men commit suicide three times more than a woman does. We get emotional, we get hurt, but we, I, I've, I've, I've never known any woman, I've heard, like you said, women say, but I've never known a woman actually commit suicide over a man. I've had three close male friends to commit suicide behind the breakup. Wow. Three close male friends to commit suicide behind a breakup. Again, I think uh, it's about the mindset. Men are easier. It's easier for a man. I think, like you said, he's still alive because he did cry, because he did vent. And he, he made false threats. I don't think he really had any attention to kill himself, but he was a very emotional person, and he was able to get that stuff out. And thank God, he is still alive today. He never committed suicide. But I think it's the ones who feel like I have nowhere else to go because if I cry, I look like a punk. And I just don't want to live like that, so I'll take myself out of here. We have to give men the emotional room to vent. You know what I'm saying? To to really get through some stuff. And with your friend, um, I don't I don't know what happened in his childhood that made him so, as you think, over overly emotional. Right. It, it's something that you know probably did happen that he saw in his childhood. I, I can't say. But we do have to be very careful what we say to our men, our young men especially. I love it that I'm, I'll be really very um, transparent here. I have two sons that suffer from depression. But one of the things I'm grateful about is I know pretty much when they're in that place, when they're in that depressed place, because they know that they can come to me and talk. And even more important to me, as two more boy, two males, they can go to their father. They can call on their father. And when he calls me and said, you know, one of my kids, I'm not going to say my kid's name, but one of your kids just called me and, you know, he was this, that, and the other. And so I'm going to him. That makes me feel good that they can, they know that they can go to their dad and have a conversation with their dad when they get into that place. Now, I have three living boys and, you know, when they're in their feelings about something, they, they know they can call and talk to me or whatever. I always give the children a safe space to speak Mm -hmm. as long as they're respectful they can pretty much say anything and you know I love that my sons can come to me and one time my middle son he he'll call me and and put me on video chat so the girl can meet me and um, she was mad about (laughs) the contents in his wallet and he said mom would you tell her that blah blah I said listen you are not his wife you are college kids have fun don't question him about what he got going on you decide as a woman do i like this boy do i want to be friends with him or not those are the only two choices you have stay or go but you're having conversations that you don't even need to have as a child you know you guys are kids Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when i said that he was like see I knew my mom, <laughs> you know, my mom, because I, even though he's my son, I still respect her as a young girl liking my son. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But mm-hmm. girl, don't get caught up. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. So they say that you're single until you get married. And being married doesn't stop anybody from cheating you know infidelity is high and a lot of marriages and because of infidelity but I personally if I get with somebody 
and we spend the rest of our lives together and stuff like that, I'm good. But the marriage needs to come into play for people, especially people that are religious or, you know, has some type of faith background. Mm-hmm. Is adultery a reason that you would divorce somebody? No. No. I can work through. That's not a deal breaker for me. We can work through any. I think we can work through just about anything. The, the, the biggest deal breaker for me is uh, abuse. You know, somebody putting their hands on me. And like they said, the, you know, marriage is still death do you part. Even that will, um, my marriage will last till death do you part because I'm going to kill it. So, um, adultery definitely isn't one that has to be the be all and end all of a relationship. Not for me. Okay, because, you know, when I was married and, you know, my husband was cheating on me, when I met the side chick, I thanked her because I didn't like sleeping with his behind anyway. So, <laughs> you know, do what you got to do. And when you're done, you know where to send them. But, um, so the wife, the wife's role. So <laughs> your husband wants sex all the time, right? He goes to work, huh? he comes home, he only want to take a shower, he want to jump in the bed. <laughs> so, what is our as as the wife what what are we supposed to do are we supposed to just give it up whenever he wants it let me quote the scripture for you on that one first corinthians chapter 7 verses 3 through 5 the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs the wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband wait it's just it's supposed down on i must have missed the right first corinthians chapter 7 verses 3 through 5 the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. The wife should fulfill her her husband's sexual needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority of his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree for a limited time. Okay, now see, I know <laughs> lots of women that use sex as a whip weapon. Absolutely. Me, I don't get that upset. Because one thing has nothing to do with the other. I still want mine. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to like you at the moment or whatever, but you better exactly. assume the position. Um, <laughs> but women, women, are, women are using sex as a weapon. There's a lot of women out here, you know, they may be making more money than the man. They may feel like they're the man of the relationship. And so mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. deprive their husbands of sex for whatever reasons. And is that grounds for divorce? It should not be grounds for divorce. It should be something you all can work through. But if you're not sexually attracted to your husband and you're not having sex with him and not enjoying sex with him, I don't know how you stay. You know what I mean? Because he's going to get or vice versa, whoever it is. She's going to feel like you are not attracted to her that way. So why be in that relationship? Sex is a huge part of marriage. It's a very, very talked about subject in the Bible is sex. So 
why are you even now like I said well, of course they, you know I didn't know it was going to be this bad because we waited till we got married which is not the case in most in most situations but that again that's something you should have talked about before you got married talking about sex is not off limits before marriage we talked about this last week you've got to know how to fulfill your partner even before you get married you get to a place where you're no longer comfortable in the, in the sexual relationship yeah, y'all got to work through it, figure it out, go get some classes, do what it takes to make it work. But that is usually, um, you know, some men are just greedy, but it's usually because they're not satisfied at home. And that, I'm going to say that's maybe 50-50 with the man. I'm going to tell you it's about 8-20 with a woman. Women aren't that greedy like that. We love sex as much as a man, but as long as we're having sex often with the same person, we're okay. It's, it's the usually when it's not okay, go ahead. with Tiffany Real will be It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ. And I hate the time flies so quick, but I'm gonna say something about um the cheating thing. Mm-hmm. My ex didn't have to I, I would have got him a side chick. Just like in the <laughs> Bible when um old girl couldn't have no kids so she gave him her yeah. husband a maid you know to have right. a baby with and stuff like that that would have been me oh you ain't gotta worry homeboy I got somebody for you you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but, but the question is why didn't you want to have sex with your husband and that might be what drove him cheating in the first place because he could feel that she's just not physically attracted to tell you before we see that's what you are <laughs> In order for me to have a good time, I had to think about somebody else. Oh. Mm. And he married me anyway. So is it my fault or is it his fault? But it's it's my fault because I shouldn't have been fornicating in the first place. So. Well, it's both of your fault. If he worked. Sex is, is important, people. We got to remember that. And if you're not sexually okay before you get married, if you're going to test the water, then, yeah, they coming up muddy, then don't marry that person. Mm-hmm. That, 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 I'm sorry, sex is very important in a marriage. God wrote, wrote a whole bunch of chapters and verses about sex in the marriage and outside of the marriage. Or, you know, and how it's so forbidden outside of a marriage. Don't marry somebody you're not sexually compatible with. But you, you if, okay, but if you don't know, you don't know. Like, so, you said last week that you would kiss a guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you kiss the guy. He's a nice kisser. He he gets you to a nice place. You wait until marriage and then find out he don't have no Wonder Bread. Like. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister. <laughs> like, Chef, come on now. I'm just you're saying. Kissing the guy, if you're kissing him, you're kind of in close enough proximity to know whether the Wonder Bread is expanding like it should be or not. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> if you're not feeling anything in the in, in in the in the kissing or the hugging or the then ask the question. Just be blunt about it. Don't okay. spend your life not married, you know, or miserable in a marriage when you can just ask, what are we working with here? Honest, he could, let's just be honest. Cause he could have the M piece of the Wonder Bread. Don't nobody want the M piece? <laughs> just ask the question. Mm. Ask the question. I don't know if it's wrong to ask to see it. I'm, I'll, I'd go that far. Well, I've done that Honestly. before. 
Yeah, let, let, let's examine. I've, do, I've done it before. Because so, somebody confided just, in me. I said, I want to see. So I don't, I don't think that that's wrong. And if it's not something you can work with, you know, hey, I've been there where... The, like you said, the, the 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 package isn't you know the gift wrap isn't that big, but the gift inside is pretty cool. They know how to get the job done. Right. Been there, done that. So but, okay, so we're both middle aged, and we we got like a minute. We're both middle aged, so but you like them young, so they better be firecracker. <laughs> See me. One of the reasons I love like young, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Go right. <laughs> me. I, I don't want no old head, but you know I try to stay in my. <laughs> try to stay in my range um mm-hmm. so now that you're we're middle age what are some questions that we need to ask if we want to be wives you're talking about sex or no uh, just period overall, overall. there's a lot of questions we need to be asking do you what do you expect from your wife um, um, do you expect children? Like you said, we're middle aged. There's some men middle aged who don't have kids. I know a couple want to have babies. I'm not the chick for you. Tell me that. Let me tell you up front that I'm not having a baby. Tell me up front that's what you want. Then we're not, you know, the people that need to. Be. I'm not the person you need to be married to. Sexually, what what's the turn off? What's your turn on? What is your must haves? What is your there's no way in the world I'm doing that. Have these conversations. Um, how do you get along with your children? I am not going to be with a man who does not have a relationship with children he had from previous relationships. If right. you just cut your kids off, and I don't want to be bothered with them no more, I don't stand a chance. Right. That's my attitude. If you don't love your own, the people that came from your own body, how can I expect you to love me? Right. That's just my, my you know, my thing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of questions you need to be asking. You need to take some time to really get to know a person and have that and, and feel like that person is being honest with you. Right. Well, you know? I'm glad everybody came and listened this week. And, you know, the time goes by so fast. I love you, Pastor JJ. And I'm glad that you agreed to do the show with me. And as mm-hmm. we leave out, I'm just going to say, if you're 50 to 52, 53, because that's my, my cutoff. Only question I'm be asking is, do you have an AARP card? Because I want the discounts. You know what I'm saying? And don't be acting cute and not use it. Oh no, I'm be like, um, excuse me, waitress. Um, he got this here. We need that discount. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Pastor JJ.